0: welcome to the british sports car podcast join me sarah and nick our resident sports car expert as we bring you all the latest news from the top tiers of british motorsport including british gt gt cup and Britcar, car as well as british motorsport interests from around the world British GT News. Good evening and welcome to From the Racetrack, the Saturday edition for the final round of the 2023 Intelligent Money British GT Championship season. My name's Nick Smith. I am one of the two hosts of the British Sports Car Podcast. Sarah doesn't get involved in these From the Racetrack episodes. She leaves that to me as kind of my baby Um, so it's just me tonight to go through what happened at Donington Park today and before I do a little bit of an explanation. Now the plan was for me to be at the racetrack today and Sarah to work from home but as I'm no doubt certain you are aware we've had this this little bit of weather come through. Storm Babette has uh, done a number on South Yorkshire and Derbyshire Um, I was out doing driving lessons yesterday, uh, cancelled everything after my second lesson because the conditions, there was flooding, there was traffic, it was just not good. So the decision was taken last night that I too would work from home rather than trying to head south through Chesterfield where all the major roads were flooded and most of the major shops as well. Uh, So I have been working from home today as well, so we have no interviews from the racetrack, but we do have news of what happened. Tomorrow, both Sarah and I will be going to Donington Park for the final round of the championship. Let's move straight on then and get into free practice one, which was a relatively clean session, uh, but the whole grid of cars struggled a bit with a particularly greasy drying circuit. Obviously, we had a heck of a lot of rain down yesterday. Uh, The conditions were very different when they tested on Thursday. And it was a bit of a challenge for all concerned. Now, as I did last time for the From the Racetrack, I'm just going to hit on the top three in each class. But I'm also going to go through the championship contenders as well for you. So, free practice one in GT3, the overall and pro-am standings. Top three, the number 97 Beach Dean Motorsport Aston Martin V8 Vantage AMR GT3. Ross Gunn set the time in the car he shared with Andrew Howard at 134.811. Second place was the number four two C's motorsport Mercedes AMG GT3 Evo. Philip Ellis set the time in the car he's sharing this weekend with James Cottingham. Uh, That was 0.102 seconds behind the number 97. And in third place was the number three car. This is the Greystone GT run Mercedes-AMG GT3 Evo for Callum McLeod, who set the time, and Mike Price. They were 0.300 seconds off the overall pace and 0.198 seconds behind the two C's motorsport crew. GT3 Silver Am was topped by Team ABBA Racing's number 8 Mercedes AMG GT3 Evo. Sam Neary set the time in the car he shares with Dad Richard. That was a 1.35.605. It was 0.794 seconds off the ultimate GT3 pace. Second in the class was the number 93 car, Sky Tempesta Racing's McLaren 720S, for Kevin Say and Chris Froggart. They were 0.341 seconds behind the Team Abacar and 1.135 seconds behind the overall class pace. Third place was a single round entry. This is a number 25 car, Fox Motorsports Lamborghini uracan GT3 Evo 2. Abby Eaton set the time in the car she is sharing this weekend with John Seal. They were 0.421 seconds off the Sky Tempesta Racing pace and... To correct myself. 0.421 seconds off the team average pace, 0.080 seconds off Sky Tempesta Racing, and 1.215 seconds off the overall GT3 pace. The championship contenders in the GT3 class: the number four car was second overall and in class. The number 91 was eighth, thanks to a lap by Dan Harper. In the silver AM um, class, the number 93 finished 12th overall, second in class, but um. The number eight is visible for points, but isn't in contention for the championship. The number 72 car finished 15th, thanks to a lap by Will Goethe. And the number 42 car finished 16th, thanks to James Kell. GT4 in free practice one then was topped overall by the number 86 Torra Verde GT Genetta, G56 GT4 Mike Simpson and James Townsend. Mike putting in a 142 217. The second place car in GT4 is the number 36, DTO Motorsport McLaren Artura GT4, Aston Miller setting the time in the car he shares with Josh Rowledge, 0.402 seconds off the ultimate pace. The number 23 car comes next, this is R Racing's Aston Martin V8 Vantage AMR GT4, Seb Hopkins setting the time. Josh Miller also driving the car which was 0.454 seconds off GT4 pace and 0.052 seconds behind DTO Motorsport. Now this overall spans two classes, so we're going to go through Pro-Am and Silver Cup. GT4 Pro-Am was topped by the number 86, the Mike Simpson time in the car he shares with James Townsend, 18th overall in the combined GT3 and GT4 there and of course first in GT4. The second car in the program class was a number 80 Torre Verde GT car. This is the Joe Wheeler, Ian Duggan car. I didn't mention at the start, I'm gonna mention the person that did the time first. So Joe Wheeler did the time in this car. They were 0.930 seconds behind their teammates, 22nd overall and fifth in GT4. The number seven comes next in Pro-Am. This is Paddock Motorsports McLaren Artura GT4. Looks a little different this weekend. A little bit of a change of livery, looks nice. The driver lineup has also changed slightly because Tom Gamble set the time in the car. He's sharing with Covey Johndu. That's Tom Gamble of British Touring Car Championship fame. Tom was 1.068 seconds off Mike Simpson's pace. Uh, he was 0.138 seconds behind the number 80, 23rd overall and 6th in GT4. We won't hold that against him. It's his first time racing a GT4 car and his first time in the championship. We'll let him off. In the Silver Cup class, the number 36 DTO car took the top spot on a 142.619. It was 19th overall and 2nd in GT4. This is DTO uh, DTO's McLaren for Aston Miller. The number 23 car, the R Racing Machine, the Aston Martin V8 Vantage AMR GT4, Seb Hopkins set the time in the car he shares with Josh Miller, 0.402 seconds off DTO's pace, 20th overall and 3rd in GT4. The number 18 car comes next, this is Team Parker Racing and I'm going to remember to say. McLaren Artura GT4 here. Dan Vaughan set the time and Zach Meakin shared the car. They were 0.454 seconds off DTO's pace, 0.052 seconds behind our racing, 21st overall and fourth in the GT4 class. Got a few more championship contenders in the GT4 category. We've got the number 90 in the overall, finished 27th and 10th in GT4. They had a gearbox issue again, Same sort of thing that completely ruined their brand's hatch. Uh, So they pulled it in after just eight laps and started replacing the gearbox. The number 14, this is the Century Motorsport car of Chris Salkald and Mike Johnson. Um, They finished 31st overall, 14th in GT4. They did a lot of laps, but it, it just seemed like they were following a program. They weren't fussed about chasing headlines. The number 61 Academy Motorsport car finished 24th overall, 7th in GT4. With the number 29 Racelab car, 28th and 11th respectively. The number 23 car sits 5th in the championship, 20th overall, 3rd in GT4. And then the number 22 car, the other Century Motorsport BMW, this is the... Um, oh. My mind has just gone completely blank and I didn't write this one down. Uh, this is Carl Cavers and Lewis Plato's car. Um, again, put in a whole heap of laps but just didn't seem interested in setting fast times. Finished 33rd overall, 16th in GT4. In the Pro Am category, your championship contenders are the number 14, which finished 7th in Pro Am. The number 22, which finished 8th in Pro-Am, and the number 29, which finished 5th in Pro-Am. In Silver Cup, the Championship contenders are the number 90, which finished 6th, and the number 61, which finished 4th, which would not be enough for them to take the title if the same thing happens tomorrow. In free practice 2 then, we did have a red flag caused by Mark Samson. He had a pretty scary moment down at Old Hairpin, went off to the right and ended up on the left from what the commentators were telling us um, hit the barriers, cost us about 10 minutes of running while they repaired the barriers, put the the banding back in place, etc. Uh, really frustratingly for Mark Samson in the Barwell Motorsport Lamborghini Uracan GT, uh, GT3 Evo 2 that he shares with Will Truggertha, he extracted the car himself from the pit wall, had a little bit of orange army assistance to get it back to tarmac because the grass was just sodden. There's no way uh, even wet tyres are going to get much in the way of purchase on that. Um, but he got a little bit overexcited on the way back to the pits to get the car checked by the team and got pinged for speeding and was investigated for that as well. So that was a little bit of a silly mistake from the number 72 car. Looking at the results then of the session, GT3 overall and in Pro-Am, the number 97 car returns to the top spot. This is Beach Dean Motorsport, again Ross Gunn setting the time a one thirty-five one zero eight Behind them, the number 15 car. This is Ram Racing's Mercedes-AMG GT3 Evo. Raffaele Marchello, setting the time in the car he shares with John Ferguson, who did have a little bit of an off-track moment in this session himself. They were 0.404 seconds behind. I take it that's time not found. In third place in the class was a number one car, 2C's Motorsports Mercedes-AMG for Jules Gunon. And Ian Loggy. They were 0.568 seconds behind Ross Gunn's time, 0.164 seconds behind the time set by Lelo. In the GT3 Silver Am class, it was topped by the number no. 72 Barwell Motorsport Lamborghini Uracan GT3 Evo 2. Will Tregartha set the time, handed the car over to Mark Sampson, who promptly put it in the barrier. I am not dissing Mark Sampson there at all. If I was driving, anything around that track. I'd have been in the barriers long before he was. The conditions were not fun today at all. They said a 1.35840, which was 0.732 seconds off the ultimate GT3 pace. Second in the class was the number eight, the Team ABBA racing car, Sam Neary, again, doing the hard work in this car, uh, to end up 0.660 seconds behind the number 72, and 1.392 seconds, Behind the GT3 topping number 97, third place in the class again went to Fox Motorsports Lamborghini Uruscan GT3 Evo. Abby Eaton again setting the time. She was 0.1, so 0.133 seconds behind the. No, no, I have got this wrong. She it, she was 1.33 seconds behind the 72. She was 0.670 seconds behind the Team Abacar, which finished in second, and two minutes, 0.62 seconds behind the overall GT3 pace. Championship contenders in GT3 then. The number four finished fourth overall and in class, thanks to Philip Ellis. The number 91 finished seventh overall, thanks to Dan Harper. In the Silver Am Championship, the number 93 finished 16th overall, fourth in class. The number 72 topped the class and finished 5th, and the number 42 finished 15th overall and 3rd in class. It's looking slightly exciting in silver AM. it may not go the way that it looked it would before cars hit the track. GT4 then, the GT4 overall and Pro-Am category. Uh, Number 86, Toyota Verde GT, Mike Simpson again topping the session on a 142 458, behind him was the team car the number 80 Verde GT? Uh, Joe Wheeler setting the time a z- the time 0.118 seconds off the teammates' pace. Third in overall and pro am was the seven car, the Paddock Motorsport McLaren Artura GT4. Tom Gamble and Kavi Jundu uh, 0.661 seconds behind the number 86 and 0.543 seconds behind the number 80. In GT4 Silver Cup, it was topped by the number 36 DTO car, thanks to Aston Miller, a 143.157. 21st overall, fourth in the GT4 category. In the number 23 car, uh, Seb Hopkins set the time for R Racing's Aston Martin. Uh, they were second in Silver Cup, 0.074 seconds behind DTO Motorsport, 22nd overall, fifth in GT4. And then in third place in Silver Cup was the number 61 car, Academy Motorsports Ford Mustang GT4, thanks to Matt Cowley and Eric Evans. Matt Cowley setting the time which was 0.319 seconds off the number 36, 0.254 seconds off the number 23, 23rd overall, sixth in the GT4 class. So looking at the championship contenders, Here then. We didn't get the number 90 out until very, very late in the session, but they did manage to get their gearbox change done, which meant they got out for a couple of laps. They finished 31st overall, 14th in GT4. They weren't looking for any type of lap time, they were just hoping the car would work. The number 14 car finished 34th overall and 17th in GT4. I think Sentry weren't interested in going quick today, I think they were just keeping their powder dry and looking for the championships tomorrow. The number 61 car was 23rd overall and 6th in GT4. The number 29 30th overall and 13th in GT4. The number 23 22nd overall, 5th in GT4 and the number 22 33rd overall penultimate spot and 16th in the GT4 class. In Pro-Am the number 14 car which leads the championship finished 8th, the 22 finished 7th and the 29th 29 finished 6th. So that is the three championship contenders in reverse order right at the bottom of the timesheets. The silver cup category, the number 90, as we said, finished uh, uh, managed to get out for some laps, finished 8th in silver cup. Whilst the number 61 finished 3rd in silver. Uh, if the number 61 is to take the title tomorrow, they need to win the race. So even that would not be good enough for them. On to qualifying now, and GT3 qualifying was a bit of an exciting session, and I have done a little bit of cutting and pasting from the regulations here. I apologise if I put you to sleep with this, because it was punctuated by two big incidents. Right at the start of the session there was a coming together between the number 93, which is the Sky Tempesta racing car, and the number 67, which is the Orange Racing by JMH car, uh, right at at the start of the session. At first glance, I mean, I saw the replay instantly assigned blame to Orange Racing and to Simon Orange, and for that I should apologize, because the stewards have looked at it and they have ruled against the number 93. They said he weaved excessively, warming his tires up on the way to his first flying lap, lost control of the car, which caused the number 67 to hit the Sky car in the rear, did quite significant damage, to both cars, neither made it out for the session. After that, they went back to the pits for a bit of a repair. Um, the other um, upshot for this is a five hundred pound fine for Kevin Say, who had the wheel of the Sky Tempest car at the time, and two behaviour warning points. The other incident came late in the session; and it actually ended the session early. Uh, the number forty-two McLaren of Ian Campbell, this is the Race Lab car, came out the final hairpin got a little bit leery and sort of darted to the left hand side unfortunately the number 11 car the paddock motorsport car of mark smith was on the left hand side the two cars came together it speared the paddock motorsport car off to the left and he t-boned the wall down by the grandstand at the uh, at the pit-in end of pit lane driver absolutely fine car we don't know it was quite a big hit and it sort of bounced off that wall and looked like it hit the the entry to the pit lane as well so it's quite a significant incident the entire session the gt3 session was also investigated post race um, and there were a couple of regulations that were breached by a number of cars so before i go through what happened in the session uh, let's take a look at these two regulations so the regulations in question are 41.4 and 41.4.1 Numbers 8, 67, 72, 93, and 97 didn't meet Championship Regulation 41.4, which says, and we'll skip to the bit that's specifically about qualifying. At the latest, all competing cars must be in position in the working area of the pit lane when the qualifying session starts or in accordance with the clerk of the course's briefing and instructions. There will be one qualifying practice session divided into four periods of 10 minutes, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, with a break between each session. Two of these sessions will be for GT3 only, and two for GT4 only. We know all this already. Um, Each driver will compete in one session in order to qualify for the race. Except for cases of force majeure, recognised as such by the clerk of the course, all drivers must complete at least two timed laps in the relevant session, not including in and out laps. Each category will have two qualifying sessions for each driver. Each qualifier, Each driver will qualify in a session with the lowest graded driver t- as driver one taking part in Q1. And the, um, or if the driver pairing has drivers of the same categorization in accordance with Article 13.1.1. Now, given that we've had the same drivers in most of these cars throughout the season, I don't think we've got drivers going into the wrong session. I think what's happened here, is we had a lot of cars coming in and out of the pits, particularly in the second qualifying session. Uh, they went out on wet tyres, then they came back in and changed to slick tyres. Um, I'm pretty certain that the cars listed here the number 8, Team Abercar, the number 67, Orange Racing Car, the number 72, Barwell Motorsport Car, the number 93, Sky Tempesta Racing Car, and the number 97, Beach Dean Motorsport Car may not have got two timed laps in in one of the sessions as a result of, uh, well, we know why the number 93 and the 67 didn't. They crashed out before the session really started. Uh, but the 8, the 72 and the 97, those were cars which sort of tripped in and out for tyres. Um, so they may not have got their two flying laps in. Uh, I will also point out at this point, by the way, the number 8 car uh, has also fallen afoul of the other regulation, which I'm going to get to in a second. They... Had a reasonably good session with Richard Neary behind the wheel. Sam went out on, I believe he went out on wet tires, put a banker in, uh, but only one flying lap as a banker, came in for slick tires, and then had a mechanical problem on the out lap. Uh, pulled into the touring car layout, the national layout rather than the Grand Prix layout uh, to the chicane there. Uh, couldn't get the, start, the car refired to go again and was pushed away to a place of safety by the marshals, so he didn't get his two flying laps in because the car broke down, not because he didn't have time. The other regulation, and this has been infringed by car numbers 3, 15, 72, 8, 11, 67 and 93. So that is the number three car is, my mind has just blanked again, the number three car is the Greystone GT Mercedes of Mike Price and Callum McLeod. The number 15 car is Ram Racing's Mercedes for Lello and John Ferguson. The number 72 is the championship contending Barwell Motorsport car. The number 8 is a team of a racing car. The number 11 is Paddock Motorsports damaged uh, McLaren. The number 67 is Orange Racing's damaged McLaren. And the number 93 is Sky Tempesta Racing's damaged McLaren. The regulations here, 41.4.1 uh, does say here, it gives a breakdown of how the sessions work. It then says, should either or both drivers not be able to set a, ty- uh, set a lap time during the qualifying session, the team may be allowed to start at the back of the grid of their category at the discretion of the clerk of the course. The organisers reserve the right to amend the qualifying format via bulletin, on event or during the season. And then it says about different cases, which is the different lengths of race that happen. Um, And this is the bit of the regulation which says about, you know, um, that if we couldn't run qualifying, then free practice two would would do the trick. The, um, The thing that I'm guessing that they've infringed here is that they have not managed to set a lap time during the second part of the session. Um, although I don't quite know why the number three didn't manage it. Um, this could potentially be the one 110% rule. Um, but let's get on because we are rapidly approaching half an hour here and we've got some cars to get through to tell you what happened. So in the GT3 session, the Pole position was taken by the number 97 Beach Motorsport Aston Martin V8 Vantage AMR GT3. Now, both Ross Gunn and Andrew Howard set times in the car, of course. The car was fastest in Q1 thanks to Andrew, and sixth in Q2. Together, they put together a 303957. Second place went to the number 91 car, Century Motorsports BW, for Darren Leung and Dan Harper they put together a 305-469. It's 1.512 seconds behind the Aston Martin. They were fourth in Q1 thanks to Darren and second in Q2 thanks to Dan. Third place on the grid is the 2C's most bought Mercedes, but not the championship leading one. This is the number one car, the AMG GT3 Evo for Ian Logie and Jules Gounon. They combined to make a 305. 536, which was third in Q1 and 12th in Q2, and I have not done the math here to find out how far they were behind people. Um, 30 and 30 plus 6 and 1 is, so 0.06 seconds, 6, um, 1 seconds, sorry, behind the number 91, and they were... Ooh, 0.43 onto that that is that's going to be 1.579 seconds behind them behind the number 97 i apologize for the delay my mental arithmetic is appalling in the silver am category the cut the uh, the pole in the class actually went to the number 25, Fox Motorsport Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2. And, surprisingly, and I don't mean to be mean about here, but surprisingly, the hard work here was actually done by John Searle. Um, he went out on wet tyres, and he was the only person to go out in Q1 on wet tyres at the start. Everybody else scrambled to the pit lane to put wet tyres on after the fact. But he was out there on the correct tyre at the correct time, and kept pounding round. Uh, he finished the session, the Q1 session, in second place. Now of course everybody learned from Q1 before we went into Q2, so everybody went out on the wet tires in Q2, which meant that Abby Eaton wouldn't have had that advantage, um, so she finished 13th in Q2. Together they put together a 3.05670, 5 6 0 so respectable enough time. The number 42 car comes next, this is one of the championship contenders, the Racelab McLaren 720S, GT3 Evo, Ian Campbell and James Kell. Uh, They put together a 313 835, so that is a full 8 seconds slower than first place in class. They were 10th in Q1, So I got myself 12th in Q1, 10th in Q2. The number 72 Barwell Motorsport Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo of Mark Samson and Will Gerther put in a 3.14.877 for 11th overall, um, 13th in Q1 and 5th in Q2. Uh, key thing here in Q1 is that they were outside the 110% rule, so Mark Samson is going to have to go to the stewards and ask nicely for permission to race tomorrow because he didn't go fast enough in qualifying. Championship contenders end. The number four car starts fifth on the grid. They're behind a guest entry, which is the Fox Motorsport number 25 car. The number 91, which is the car that needs to be ahead of the number four if it wants a hope of winning the championship tomorrow, starts second. Uh, this is the BMW. Uh, the number 93 car didn't get to qualify in the Silver Cup class. Uh, they were um, involved in that accident on the for, on the outlap for Q1 uh, the number 72 will start in 11th place overall uh, so 11th place yeah 11th place overall third in class the number 42 will start in 10th place overall and second in silver and in GT4 then we go to the silver cup and overall because in qualifying the silver up, cars have the advantage. So on the pole is the number 23 car, our racing, uh, Seb Hopkins and Josh Miller. They took provisional poll in Q1 with, um, I think it was Josh Miller that had the car for that one. I've not changed the names around. Um, and in Q2 uh, they took ninth place. They put together a three. 11, 0, 2, 1. And as a sign of the way the conditions were changing throughout, the 3.11.021, which is the pole time in GT4, would have put them second in GT3 Silver Ram. <laughs> so it was a, I think they call it a developing situation throughout. Second place in Silver Cup and overall went to the number 36 car, DTA Motorsport. They will start on the outside of the front row, uh, Aston Miller and Josh Rowledge uh, setting a 3.11.240, which is 0.219 seconds off the pole time in GT4. They were 2nd in Q1 and 12th in Q2. The number 90 car, Ultimate Motorsport McLaren Artura GT4 comes 3rd, will start on the inside of the second row of GT4 cars tomorrow. What a reward for the team who have battled ooh, for about three rounds now with their McLaren Artura GT4, uh, replaced the gearbox today, and they're in the top three in qualifying by the end of the day. They set a 3.11.398 uh, to be 0.37 seconds, 377 seconds off the pace. They were third in Q1, 10th in Q2. This is the Child Clark and Jack Brown. GT4 Pro-Am, uh, was topped by the number 86 Mike Simpson and James Townsend Mike put it on poll in q2 well provisional poll in q2 um, but of course on the aggregate times they, they have to marry that up with James James's 10th place in q1 it comes to a three three minutes 12 seconds 139 respectable time I mean that's still good enough for uh, um, sort of fairly up the silver round pack in gt3 Um Second went to the number 29 race lab car. This is Ian Goff and Tom Wrigley. They put in a 312714 to be 0.575 seconds off the Torre Verde car's pace. Ian was 9th in Q1. Tom was 14th in Q2. The number 80 car, the other Torre Verde GT Geneta G56, Ian Duggan and Joe Wheeler. Uh, then come 3rd, they did a 3.14.317, 2.178 seconds off the uh, pace of their teammates and 1.603 seconds behind the race lab McLaren Artura. They took uh, 14th place in Q1 thanks to Ian and 8th place in Q2 thanks to Joe. So that is the results of qualifying. There is just the championship contenders in GT4 to go through. Um, so looking at this again, one last set of champion contenders, the overall which is the big class, six cars in contention, the 90 finished third overall, the 14 finished 14th, the 61 finished seventh, the 29 finished ninth, the number 23 car is on pole position and the number 22 is in 15th place overall. Going to the classes then, Pro-Am Championship leaders, the number 14, finish fifth in class, or will start fifth in class. The number 22 will start in sixth in class, and the number 29 will start in second. However, the number 29 has got all the work to do, and still needs misfortune to fall upon the two century cars. In silver cup, the number 90 is third in class, the number 61 is seventh in class, which means that if it finishes the way it starts tomorrow, the optimum motorsport car will take the silver cup title. So tomorrow we have a warm-up session and then we have two hours of racing to decide seven championships in the Intelligent Money British GT Championship for 2023. Once again we're going to say our congratulations to Two Seas Motorsport who tied up the GT3 team's championship last time out. I am going to be pulling my hair out all through the race tomorrow trying to keep track of who's where and does that mean that this car's won or that car's won and do they pin the laurel on the donkey or do they pin it whatever. The Donington Decider is a head-frazzling wonder of motorsport and I love it every year. So I will look forward to speaking to you after the race tomorrow. Until then keep yourself safe especially if you're affected by storm babette do please keep yourself safe and we look forward to speaking to you again thanks for listening to the british sports car podcast don't forget to follow us on socials at brit podcast this podcast is a storm vixen created production in conjunction with rps driven media